<laughs> Folks, oh, it is getting to be that time of year. It is season, season seven, whew, episode five. And we are here, Book Record Beer, to bring you a lush and seething hell of a cast. I am joined by my uh, good friend, Daniel DeFranco, as always. Say hello. I just shit my pants. <laughs> and a very special guest, the chooser of the book, the chooser of your fate, one Nick Perilli. Say hello. Hello. My pants are clean. <laughs> we cannot escape Nick's. We can't escape no, Nick's. Because Nick's are the best. And kind of, but also mostly the best. So let's jump in. Uh, we have... It's like a like a like a like a pre uh spook season cast. Oh yeah. I would say, right? Yeah. Um and you've you've chosen, Nick, a, a a hell of a hell of a story. It's actually two stories. Yes. A lush and seething hell is actually and the story that we read and we'll be focusing on is the first novella in the collection, which is of course uh the sea that dreams it's the sky. Did I say so. that right? It could be the sea dreams it is the sky. The sea dreams it is the sky. Hey, we all have the books right in our hands. I don't have it. <laughs> Jesus, I did not bring it. <laughs> the sea dreams it is the I sky. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I have written. And uh, of course, it also has my heart struck sorrow, uh, a longer, I would say, more novel length, right? Yes, that's yeah. yeah. The combo of which makes up the book, a lush and seething hell by one John Horner Jacobs. Uh, Daniel, mm -hmm. you were chooser of the sounds. Chooser of the sounds. Poulonk? Poulonk. 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 I think I got that one, actually. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, his uh, uh, sonata for um, piano and violin. Uh, I prefer violin and piano. Violin and piano. Okay. Mm. Good, 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 uh, it's Poulonk uh, 119 would be the um, catalog number. Fucking fantastic. And you picked up... New Ridge's Fest Beer. Yeah, because we're in that season, baby. That season. The preseason of the season. Preseason of the season. Preseason of the season. So, in light of these things, I'm going <laughs> to introduce these dudes as duos in horror, film, and TV. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you would. If I were to introduce my good friend Daniel mm -hmm. as a duo in horror, film, or TV. It would be the dynamic duo that is Eddie Munson and Dustin in Stranger Things. For a number of reasons, not the least of which being, actually this is the biggest one, because if Daniel's going to go out, by God, he's going to be ripping a fucking solo on top of something as he's consumed by, you know, sort of other dimensional beings. I think... That's just really suitable. Yeah. I also think that you've got a lot of Dustin in you. I think that, especially as a younger man, you were dustified. And <laughs> I'll say this. Dustin also isn't really afraid most of the time. He, he, like, he like confronts it head on. And I feel like I was thinking about it. I actually probably gave it more thought than I should have. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't think if we were in a situation – Similar to a Stranger Things, mm -hmm. what have you, you you would really balk from it. I think you'd be like, yeah, fuck it, like shoulders up, fuck it, dude. Let's figure it out. I feel like 
you don't know me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Eddie Munster first, and I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but that's then right. you went on this whole thing, and I was like, eh, I don't know. About it. <laughs> that doesn't seem accurate. Eddie Munster, sure. <laughs> now, so if, I had a, if I had a couple of beers, and I'm trying to, if there's like some, there's some like ladies or like hot dudes around, you know? Well, this is uh, Steve's there. Steve's right there. Steve's oh, right there. And Steve. also, your Dustin father, your is. Your father figure. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, exactly. Right, I, I got him. I, I got to impress dad. daddy. Yeah. You actually, You're right. it's so funny because if you look at Because I want praise. I went back and forth. Steve and Dustin were actually the first pairing that I had for you. Uh-huh. But then I was like, how on earth am I going to pretend that you wouldn't be more of Munson? Yeah playing a fucking Metallica solo while you're consumed by otherworldly bats or whatever they fuck they were. Were they bats? They Yeah, they were bat-like uh, creatures. Yeah, they were winged creatures. beasts. Sure, yeah, 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 for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh-huh. seeing it, but I'm not seeing like them clearly in my brain. Okay. Uh, let's watch it. Let's put it on. Let's put it on. Break? <laughs> let's yep. do it. Time. I'm talking to nobody. We were on this. Uh, and we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Nick, you would absolutely be Winona Ryder and Christian Slater and Heather's. Ooh, nice. And I think it's for a number of reasons, not the least of which being that you would definitely make it really funny, even though it's super morbid and macabre. I also think you would be enjoying it in the way that they end up enjoying the horror. That is high school. Yeah. (laughs) And it's also if that film always to me, I know you like more true horror. um, And obviously I'm limited because I don't watch a whole bunch of it. Like this is what I'm pulling from. Mm -hmm. But this one always stuck out to me because it felt like almost literary in the sense that there's a lot of kind of layers and nickish things happening. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where you're like, you, you have to take a step back from it. And you're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's going on there. I appreciate that. And yeah, um, yeah there are like weird dream sequences, things going on like that. Yeah. Horribly. And I did blow up my school, actually, <laughs> my high school. Um, but yeah, I mean, the statute of limitations has passed. It has. Yes, yeah, so I think. Cool. So. Well, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck! <laughs> Change the time That's step. like someone sent me a video of was it Nina Simone admitting that she shot at a record yeah, exec? Yeah, yeah. Like tried to kill him. And, and she's was, laughing and was about it. Laughing about it oh and just openly like, mm-hmm. I wish I would have got him. Yeah. yeah. Did not give a fuck, dude. Yeah. That was wild. Different time. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like not much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't too too long ago. It was like, it was like last week. I think she was the- old enough you know, that like she's like, What the fuck are you gonna do to me? But like that was that was unnerving. Yeah. yeah, I was like, because because the dude the dude even saved her. The interviewer was like, "I heard you brought a knife to a meeting with a record exec." She's like, and she no, was like, oh. "I brought a gun." She was like, "That <laughs> happened, yeah." Uh, and then she started telling stories. She was like, "It wasn't a knife though; it was a gun." And I shot at him and missed. And I wish I would have got that motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" And the guy was like, "Ooh." <laughs> she she might have been living in um <clears throat> in France by then. I think that's where she moved. Oh, for a while. right, right, right. Or some other place where there was no extradition. Yeah. Or extradition. Extradition is what I said. Extra dicking. <laughs> there's none of that there. No, there's none, none of that. that. None no, of that. Yeah, yeah, France, but in France. <laughs> Palak. Right. Palak. <laughs> so Nick Mahalik, you put me in quite a pickle here, because now I've got to think of two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've, 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 you've created a thread of Stranger Things, because Winona Ryder is in Stranger Things, dude. And I did not mean to do that. <clears throat> I, I was thinking, oh shit. And it's weird. Isn't it funny how certain actresses find themselves in that? Like, they could absolutely do different types of films. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver, right, found herself in, in Alien and, and, and Ghostbusters yeah. and all these things. And she's fantastic. I, I mean, not that you have to not be a fantastic actress, but, like, I feel like she could have way more dramatic roles. But she's a, I think they're weirdos that like 
Uh, weird shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Winona Ryder definitely. She's yeah, she's a weird. The weird she's she's yeah. a weird. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad they let her out of jail to make the um that series. Was she shoplifting again? Yeah, I she, think so. She was. Oh, they never was she really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> make it, you heard it. You heard it here. Uh, wrong, folks. Um, we are making up news. So you would be um, Sean Astin, but no, not Sean Astin. You would be oh, Samwise. So excited. Your Damn. duo is Samwise and um, and Gollum. <laughs> you're at odds with each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. so. They don't like each other. Well, because Samwise no, yeah. is a gardener. You've got a green thumb. <sighs> That's true. Yeah, I do like to garden. You come from Bagshot Row. That's true. Yeah, you're not a, uh, you're not an uppity hobbit. No, from Bag End. I'm not a Bag Ender. No, definitely no, you're, not. you're definitely Bagshot. Yeah. Um, dropper, peeping tom. Oh, mm. love mm. it. <laughs> you, there's nothing more you love than dropping eaves. <laughs> like you just walk down the street and just they just fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Frodo, <laughs> and uh, and your golem. Um, I mean, just fucking look at you. Yeah, I know. As the years go on, they are not being kind. Yeah, definitely turn into <laughs> quite a gom like character. And you took my ring when I came. In, so <laughs> <laughs> I slipped it right off my finger. <laughs> and uh, you gotta and put, oh, it, you gotta I, put it on your wiener. At least you get a treat when he gets. I, <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> when he bites it off. <laughs> I I I have been known to just to just just nosh a, a fresh rainbow trout. Yeah, and smash Fresh. it on the ground. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. It's funny because that juxtaposed to the tomato. Yeah, right, and Rohan. Yeah, yeah. Is it is an interesting thing because one's so fucking gross and kind of shouldn't be, and the other is not gross at all and really should be. Yeah. That's I don't know. We just stumbled that on good. that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Hey, let's start the cast. Let's start the fucking cast. <laughs> all right, a lush and seething hell. Um, this is, again, something that uh, me, Nick Mahalik, would not pick up usually, like go out of my way to read because I wouldn't know that it, it, it probably was around, right? Sure, yeah. It wouldn't be in my algorithm. Yeah. Right? Nor uh, I mine. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be? The, you don't think so? No, this 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 wouldn't be something that I think would, would pop into mind. Although I will say... Um, there was a period of time before I learned the truth that I read a lot of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. And shit. Yeah. Like I have the Necronomicon, um, that big fucking yeah, that huge book, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I don't claim to have read it all, but I read a, a, a huge chunk of it. Yeah. Uh, in any case, um, the reason we mention that is because at the core uh, is some cosmic horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to start there because I think that's a term that gets often just almost solely attributed to. Lovecraft, um, I think it's largely due to, of course, his creation of the uh, of the uh, Cthulhu mythos. But when we're thinking about it, I would love for us to sort of like get a you know for the moment working definition of what we would regard cosmic horror as. Um, in my estimation, it's always centered around the idea that humanity when coming face to face with how sort of our insignificance um, and, and the fact that very large forces could absolutely wipe us out, that we are a, a pinpoint, uh, a, a pinprick, if you will, in, in, in the face of the, these very large forces, um, it just terrifies us. That's where I'm at with it. But again, I'm not really sure that that's right. 
or or a good definition so I, I would love some input on that i mean i think that's very right i think um it's uh, about the the unknown and discovering the unknown the true unknown of something that you can't fathom and whatever that may be and i think this book does a really uh, this novella does a really interesting turn of uh of that twist that pulls it away from Lovecraft a little bit and kind of right. um, that unknown, like in Lovecraft, it's a, it's a beast, it's a monster, it's Cthulhu or something. This it's, you know, not quite that, but we'll get right. into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just the digging into the, uh, the unknown and discovering it and just not being at your mind shatters in some way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, that like it's incomprehensible almost like yeah. we, we, we cannot, yeah. Wrap, wrap our, our whole, our whole selves around it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I'm going to plead <laughs> ignorance on this. Um, I think I'm dumb. Okay. Because okay. I didn't I didn't get it, and I need you the, guys. The book or the idea of Cosmic Car? Uh, you didn't buy the book. A little bit of, a <laughs> <laughs> little bit of. I think a little bit of both. Damn it! Like I read it, yeah, I yeah, understand, yeah. but I think there's a thread that I was not following, and uh, this idea of the cosmic horror. I I guess I'm not. Even though it says it like right on the cover, <laughs> yeah. Two tales of cosmic horror. I, I don't yeah. really have a touchstone for that. I don't really know what that is, except for maybe the last time you were on the cast when we did. Um, I have no mouth and I need to um, brush my teeth or whatever it is. I have no <laughs> mouth, but I must scream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Because then, but in that case, again, that's 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 closer to a Lovecraft, right? Because the 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 thing the thing is an actual thing what's essentially ai you know yeah yeah it's a sentient computer yeah um or program it's a it's a computer machine right because <laughs> they didn't have they're a name in for the it machine yet. they're in the machine yeah they're in the um yeah and it's controlling their lives and yeah, manipulating be- them and because it's so ways. goddamn pissed that it's yeah. alive. Yeah, it doesn't want to be alive. It's what um, the fuck did you guys do? And yeah. I have all your prejudices Yeah, because you made me. And so that's sort of a reverse cosmic horror sort of because that's a very known thing. Like the computer exists. Yeah. Um, and they made they don't, it. They made it. Yeah. And so they, but mm. I guess the unknown in that is that they didn't know the depths of its depravity or its like, or its, um, its psyche. <laughs> But so which, is, which is which is which is I I I really love that because it, it's it's also kind of theirs right like yeah because they made it they made it right it's 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 nothing if not reflections of them yeah or elements of them uh yeah so but in any case this um why don't you give us a, a give us like a, a brief little <laughs> yeah, let's get a little <laughs> I need some snaps in the background <laughs> let's get a little summary a little little, little 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 how's your father a little like what's going on. Sure. Uh, with this, if you could, uh, I'll give you very simple. Uh, Isabel, main character, she's uh, she's working, um, she's studying in Spain. Um, I believe to be a she's a PhD student, I think. Um, she's also an instructor, an instructor there. Yeah. So she's teaching and learning, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> as we all. Are. Hey, as we all. Are. Um, and she she strikes up a relationship with uh, a man who uh, the eye, the eye, Abendano, who's a poet from. Um, a fictional, I think it's a fictional um, location. Yes, and it's but, in it, South but America. it's yeah in South America, Isn't but it's it in Argentina. I think it's like Chile or Argentina. Yeah. I don't think it's ever really said, but right, maybe but it's in that it's in that part area, of the country. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's some vague continent, yeah, uh, continent. which like nods to like a Pinochet. Or yeah, yeah, and he's a, he's an expatriate, and he's a controversial. He was a controversial poet there by um, speaking truth to power or, you know, talking, um, bad about the regime or the government there. And he was sort of ousted 
from there, and he had lost his eye in the process. And so she strikes up a relationship with him, and he asks her to eventually watch watch his apartment and mm-hmm. just look after things um, while he's actually returning to his homeland um, for mysterious reasons, um, as you as you'll learn. Yeah, very abrupt. He leaves. Yeah, um, and he gives her a lot of money. Pays she's paid over time. Um, like Ten grand a yeah, fucking yeah, month or a month or something. something like that. And he yeah. has a cat. Just saying that. <laughs> yeah. A weird cat. Um, so <laughs> Tomas. things. Strange. What was that? Tomas. Tomas. Yeah. And he keeps going missing and coming back, I think. Um, yes. And he's a mysterious cat. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she starts to, you know, poke around and she finds like photos and stories um, and things that she starts digging into. And that's kind of where her journey into. In his apartment. In his apartment, yeah. yeah. Yes. And that's kind of where her journey into the unknown, into uh, the deeper. Um, miasma miasma um and they're very horrible photos um they're i think um the photos that are there torture and he's discussing his stories um about he's been tortured and all the things the horrible things that the government has done and it digs really it dig- gets really graphic and digs deep into that and she um yeah and that's kind of she's kind of pulled toward abandonio in more ways than one eventually physically towards you know to find him. Majira? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the country. Um, and, you know, I think it's a good place to... <laughs> and she um, and she sort of loses, loses herself and becomes others and changed um, yes. in a very deep way by approaching the unknown of, uh, of Majira and the horribleness, the horribleness of man. Um, yeah. Is that good? <laughs> that's great. Um, that's great. Yeah. Which the horribleness of man is, I think... Um, I think I read the wrong book. <laughs> you read the other one? No. <laughs> Which one do you read? <laughs> was there... Actually, the other one's, the other one's good. Um, there's records in it, so that's why I was like, ooh, guys. Oh. There's records. Goddamn. It's in the title. Listen, yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick Perilli, um yeah. just yeah. for the record, uh, you come on this cast, you don't give us a fucking 400-page <laughs> thing to read. All right? <laughs> ooh. Don't expect us to read 400 in two weeks. I just forgot that the second one was... Um, I read a little bit of it. I just forgot. Yeah, yeah. But the first one, let's let's focus on that one. So, um, excellent, great summary. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one thing that I'd add is that when she's in his apartment, uh, she discovers these two manuscripts. Right. And those are sort of the keys to the kingdom a little yeah. bit. One is this really old one that's in Latin that uh, he had been translating, and then the other is his almost like diary of that time when he had found of his it journey. Was, yeah, yeah. When he was, when he was yeah. Um, and that's like, uh, and I, that one's more traditionally Lovecraft, like the one that as she's reading it, like just like the snippets that they show and like, mm-hmm. as they veer in and out of the story, like yeah. his story is sort of written more as like a traditional, I mean, to me, it's what it feels like. Um, a traditional Lovecraft story where he's actually kind of touching on, something that could be a creature or something like yeah beyond that. and the miasma which was already talking about that that's the most um otherworldly thing that kind of creeps into the novel um, yeah and so his his other that that story of his that made me think that we were going in a lovecraft direction like a more traditionally lovecraft direction but it takes an interesting i think uh, interpretation of that in reality but yeah yeah a lot of the like reviews and different things that i read we're all talking about exactly that, that they were like, had this perception and expectation of something yeah. and they were cool with it going that way. But then when it didn't, they were really pleased. Yeah. Um, which I'd agree with. I, I like, 
that we're engaging with almost something larger. Like if, if the tangible, like, you know, like if I say Cthulhu, you know what it looks like. Yeah. You know what the monster is. Um, and so that's sort of like an interesting thing to, to, to mess with this formless sort of entity or something. Yeah. You know, something. Um, something. <laughs> but it's like the violence of man yes. is the horribleness and the violence of that man can do and that the, the government of Majira and the, the, I forget the general's name, the general Vidal or something, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, that's in it, yeah. Um, he, not him, but his, the axe in Majira and that, and which is, I'm not a, an expert in South America, but which is accurate to, you know, certain periods of time in Argentina and Chile. Um, with, with U.S. backed dictators. With, yeah. And so that's, that's the unknown. Like yeah. the, uh, the horrible. Why the fuck did we do Eldritch, that? Eldritch. Yeah. <laughs> and how do we do that? And I mean, she discovers, she discovers how. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she was sort of changed by it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's what I really liked about it is that's just, that the violence well, is um is Cthulhu. Yeah, so <laughs> violence that, is Cthulhu. I'm say that. So that that was one of the big questions that I had was how does trauma on Earth connect us to the cosmic, right? And like, what is it about? So like, I'm fascinated by this idea that um, trauma encodes on our DNA, and we pass that down, right? Right. Like, there's there's been sort of these proven studies that it literally does, and it's like. I think kind of shocking that like deep love or something that powerful doesn't encode in the same way, but yeah. it's the trauma that actually changes genetically our makeup leaves and, the mark, yeah. and, and it leaves this mark. And so like, I'm wondering when, when there is this mass trauma, right. And the, and the, and this really, really in, intense and, and, and brutal period, um, if that goes in so far, so this is my hypothesis or okay. my, my thinking on it, is that, you know, there is essentially a collective sort of unified. Um, I sound like I was going to cry or something, but I just didn't want to burp. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying. <laughs> there's, a, there's like a unified, I'll, I'll say energy for lack of like a better, more accurate term or whatever it might be, right? So that, that we all have a, a piece of that. And let's say that like after it's done hanging out in a skin suit, it goes back to right. the eternal, let's mm -hmm. say, right? Well, what happens if that is actually, it, it, as it exists, it's like the thinking that if you, if you, if you die in the dream, you die in real life. Right. right, like, uh, like, uh, what's that fucking video game? If you die, uh, uh, if you die in the video game, you you, you die in real life. You know yeah, is that like a there's movie? multiple. There's Sword Art Online, which is that's an anime. Um, shucks, I should know this. In any case, so the, the, <laughs> that, but the, just that concept, right? That, yeah. that if in the thing, if while if while you're participating in the thing, yeah, something happens to you that it actually it, it impacts you beyond the the sort of like adventure and and so i wonder if um and this might be a super weak hypothesis but like if what he's sort of getting at is this idea that 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 when we have that to such a degree and and so many people and 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 the, the essence is corrupted to that degree right that we then have when it goes back to the eternal this 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 vein of corruption that that right. then finds its way in, in, into this this larger cosmic uh entity or whatever it might be yeah i, I don't mean, know i dig it i dig it i think that's right on and i think you touched upon sort of um 
I could think about like mentorship and like mentorship from a distance, like like you're saying, um, you know, love doesn't connect as much as trauma. Um, and I mean, like Isabel is is you know oh, I, yeah. we don't know her heritage or or where oh, she, really where she's from. She's from Spain or. No she's, no, she's from the same place. She's an expat oh, she too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're both expat. That's why he links. Uh, that's why he, that's why he links up with her. Zooms okay. in on My her bad. before he reveals that he's the eye. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I can, I can smell it on you. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it's a oh, little. Oh, the creepy. trauma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, we can cut that. I think that's just like the first few pages. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. It does move. I, we can talk about that later, but like the the pacing of it is. I'd rather is, not. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <Jesus>. Okay. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, just the, the idea of mentorship, just um, like his mentorship, like she seems that she has it, I guess, together more than Avendano does um, in terms yeah. of like dealing with the trauma um, of that, of that, uh, of her sort of heritage. Um, mm-hmm. And now he's older, I guess, and he dealt with more of it, yeah. um, of, of what was actually going on. Um, and then like mentorship from a distance, which carries on into like the second novella. Um, he is... Uh, affecting her from afar mm. and sort of drawing her back there from afar and and in in a way like her country has pulled him back and now yeah. he is reaching out from with his manuscripts with you know unintentionally perhaps but yeah. pulling her back as well and that like that cosmic force or whatever you know that corruption if you will is kind of like drawing them back into it um, yeah well I also wonder too because it seemed like uh, especially when we're first engaging with these manuscripts and everything like that there is these or there are these very clear references to when one does tap into the thing that goes beyond the physical world. Right. right. And so like there's this mention, um, which I thought was a really sort of fantastic uh, uh, part where he, he, he goes, there are poets who think they are angels, that their words are sent from some divine power greater than themselves. Other poets feel they're daemons, giving voice to the molten words of the subconscious, spewing the hot stuff of psyche out into the world. Mm-hmm. And, and it's this, that idea that when we're, when we're in touch, when we tap into the creative, we're actually tapping into the eternal in a way, and that there's something guiding us and not necessarily like being a vehicle essentially mm-hmm. um and and what that vehicle is being used for i wonder if we're in a period of like intense corruption that 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 finds its way to re- recycle back like a fucking pond filter you know mm-hmm. and 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 you're getting this this black vein of poison coming uh, uh through creatively and obviously that's a reflection of the world creativity and what you're putting out there and then if if we're consuming that and then we're putting it back out like th- then it just becomes this sort of like um, I can't help but keep the image of like a fucking pond filter, you know, because yeah. it's just a- and, and continuing doing that until it's just worked through so much that that um, it, it has to it has to sort of, you know, be fucking reset or, yeah. or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was another thing that caught my eye was like this idea of they're engaging in this, these, these creative acts, they're doing something like that. And then, and is that, um, perhaps, uh, encouraging or, or, or escalating the situation? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I take that. Um, <laughs> sweet, sweet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you think it's diluted in a way? Like if you keep recycling like a pond filter, the filter, is there a filter? Who's the filter? Is the filter, the artist, 
Um, do no, they need I think to the filter is the populace. I yeah. think the filter is populace because the populace has to keep consuming it for the for the artist to keep creating it. Um, you know, and and the artist is going to do the art, but the the public guides that in in, in a way, right? So like right. the 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 others around are are, are also um, you know not only benefactors and they're also sort of participants and almost co-creators in a way yeah. um, because then their behaviors are what is part of the environment that the, the artist is in. We're not just like vehicles where your fucking eyes roll in the back of your head. I mean, I am when I do. So no, I know you are, <laughs> but I, I, I was looking at <laughs> Daniel now saying, no, I, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting um, sort of thing that, that gets, that gets sort of, uh, I don't know you have to kind of confront and and then and along with that like you're mentoring mentorship i was wondering what role um like sacrifice is meant to play in this um i think there's the obvious sacrifice of the eye, of the eye yeah, yeah. um that makes a lot of you know i mean yeah. like that that seems to be i love that because of how it was sort of like really deeply foreshadowed and you yeah. have no idea. Like mm -hmm. it was a good one. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're like, nah, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. But that one, I was like, nice. I didn't get it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Go on. How much are we giving away? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, we, I don't know how much do you want to give away. I, I don't know that we. I don't want to spoil anything. I think we've said the eye. His name is the eye, and we know that the eye has some significance at the end too. Yeah. Um, but I think we can leave it there, kind of. All right, maybe I'll just feel that off air. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm glad know I brought it up. Yeah, I don't know that it really. That I'll it, just put it this way. Yeah, I didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. I, well, the idea of you know losing an eye, um, to, uh, to the yeah, I don't want to spoil anything either. Uh, losing an eye to keep your keep your sanity in the face of 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 whatever the unknown is that we're talking about, the cosmic horror, um, you know, that plays a role in the story. Um, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's like a pound of flesh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But because it's it an eye, I think it's, it's, it's that much more substantial because you're talking about a sense uh, and, and you, you're talking about, you know, the idea of, of sight. And I think when we think back to our myths and, and things like that, talking about you know, like your Tiresias and things like that, second sight and what kind mm -hmm. of you know, like the yeah. gods will give you gifts of of that. And, and, and this idea of sight, because honestly, it, it, it seems to me as like in our day and age anyway, like the primary sense. Yeah, but it was one eye. Right. And so there, there's so let's use the eye Avendano. Right. Mm -hmm. He right. saw all these things and he, and he lost his eye because of it. And in a way that I freed him of that. In a, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he still saw it with his other eye. Sure. Yeah. Am, no. I being, am I being like too literal, too hard headed? No, he was always walking around with the other one closed. He was <laughs> <laughs> the entire, didn't you read the, the sentence? <laughs> there was a footnote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. I think there's some ambiguity. I, I'll agree. I, I think I, I'm still anything. I get the metaphor. Lovecraftian, I get it. Like the cosmic car thing. I'd always, I'm, I, I always feel like I'm, I got one foot in, one foot out a little bit. Sure. Uh, just in my understanding of what I think is going on and what, what I'm assured of, I guess. I'm not 100%. That's why I started the way I did. I'm not 100% yeah. on, on any one thing. I feel like I got a good idea. Of, of what's expected, but I think it's meant to be somewhat amorphous and, and enigmatic uh, because 
because it's such a grand unknown. Let me let me put it this yeah. way then. All right, <clears throat> from a from a craft point of view, sure. Um, this guy's writing is fucking fantastic. Oh, good. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I know. You know, he does that pause, and you don't know what the fuck is going to come next. <laughs> What's going <laughs> to happen? Jesus. <laughs> Uh, and the tone and mood that was created, I think, um, undermined? No. Belied? No. One of those words. Uh, He's no John Jacob or Horner Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I try to see a plot through. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, <laughs> John Horner Jacobs is he's you know, he's on blast. His name is my name too. Yeah, I know. Um, he heard that all in high school. He I know he doesn't need to hear it again. He's not going to listen. Um, <laughs> what if he did meet somebody? It's like that is actually my name too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wrote the other number. Uh, we should collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what's happened. Yeah. Um, um so. It would make more sense if one John Horner Jacob wrote the first half of this novella and then the other one wrote the second half. Um, Is that that's how you're feeling? Yeah. Um, and I and I feel like that disjointedness, that disconnectedness, the uh, uh, disattachment. Is that a word? No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Distachment. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, Shakespeare made up words. We can make up words, right? That's, that's true. Yeah. The disattachment. feel like he was better at it, though. That doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Detachment. <laughs> I think detachment. <laughs> I think that's the word. the word. <laughs> okay, so like I said earlier, I think I'm. No, I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It means uh, to come undone. Yes, that uh, aspect of of the novella, that unraveling, um, was was I think obscured by how beautiful the prose was, or the the prose the beautiful prose was obscured by the unraveling. No, 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 the other way around. Okay, okay. Yeah. You meant um, what you said. <laughs> I wanted it to be more um, straightforward, okay. even though it says it's a tale of cosmic horror. Yeah, You can true. have horror, but it spent a great deal of time uh, going in one direction. So I, I certainly appreciate that I never could really see what was around the corner. Yeah. Um, but playing then a little we, game of snake. But then when we finally started turning some of those big corners, I was just like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, so I can't be more articulate without giving well, like too much away. Yeah, I understand that. I'm seeing, I'm seeing you, you. I see the wheels turning and I'm mine were turning as well. And I couldn't think of how to interject yeah. without saying something. So listener, your, if your opinion that was, man, that guy's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about that. Yes, that is true. But <laughs> I know a true. little, I know a little bit more than. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what uh, grounded me a little bit yeah. and helped me was I really like, um, uh, China Mayville? Meow Meowville. Meowville. Is it Melville or Meowville? I never want to say Melville because I don't think that's right. No, probably not. But I, I think it's Mia Meaville and M-I-E-V-I-L. Yeah, because he's got Let's the just spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, dear listener, uh, he has written some pretty wild things. Um, one of them being uh, what is it? Lost New Paris. So City in the City is that the one? City in the City is one, one of them. them. That's the one I I really couldn't. That's like my wife's favorite book, but I don't totally know many of get. Those, many of City, so, yeah, City in the City is is like that, but uh, so, something of uh, 
it's like old tales of new Paris or something like that, where essentially the Nazis have figured out a way to summon literal demons. So the, um, uh, abstract expressionists have their abstractions come to life oh, nice. at, to battle. And, and it's this, um, it's just wild. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it's totally, um, bizarre in that way. And like the city in the city, same kind of thing, except like there's, there's like you have to actively it's like double think to the max where you have to actively pretend like you mm. see this person and you do not see them at the exact right. same time and they're you know you're you're a part of this and you're not and and that whole thing that's it i play think, here right i think Something a little like bit i think i think having to had having to have had engaged in those rules of reading for those novels set me up for this one pretty well where i was like okay um we're going here and this is going to be a complete surprise to both the uh, Isabella and myself. And because I have this like past experience with mm -hmm. this type of thing, I feel like the similar rules might be at play here. Um, and that, that just kept me in it. I think maybe a little bit more closely or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was definitely in it. So it wasn't, it wasn't like it was tricky or anything. I guess my my biggest um, uh, hang up, and maybe you can explain this. This is why this is why you're here. It's why you're the guest is to explain yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, Nick. <laughs> um, what is the horror about this thing besides the human horror of, you know, an oppressive regime m murdering its um, uh, intelligentsia? Well, I mean, that is the horror, I guess. Um, the, the uh, on a more like grand level, I guess it's just about the humanity, the horror of humanity having that capability to do that, and, and that's kind of that's the twist that ta he takes with Lovecraft. I feel like I will say Lovecraft is more straightforward than he is, and that's kind of I guess that's one thing a notch for a notch for Lovecraft. Um, um, yeah, what were you gonna say? I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I um, is there a supernatural element? to this there there is right so, i mean it depends i guess like the most supernatural element would be for me seems like the like the miasma at the end um mm -hmm. which is what we're talking about and that seems like it's but is that real is that or is that just a maybe isabel's you know slightly shattered mind or is it yeah. you know is it reality um and that becomes the question so is this like a bon jovi thing like <laughs> who says you can never <laughs> go back and then she says, uh, that's right, John. And she goes back, and then she's cool afterwards. And she's fine, yeah. yeah. Well, she's changed. She's ch I mean, yeah, because it's a fucking story. I mean, yeah. it's John Hor Jacobs. He's not a fucking slouch. No. <laughs> His character's going to go through some trials and yeah. Yeah, tribulations. And, uh, yeah. Not the other side changed. Sometimes better, sometimes worse for it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think also with the, 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 the people that are targeted and things like that, like, not only is it is it is it like evil violence, but there's also this disgusting, calculated aspect to it where you're you're trying to control and also influence the future to such a degree. I think that that's some something of significance here. Where is is, is you know, I you can't help it's it's kind of crazy that like with any totalitarian sort of regime and things like that, fascist kind of shit, 
you know, it's it, it's very difficult not to uh, compare it to these others, mm-hmm. particularly like Nazism and, and and all these others that have existed. And and when you look at like the scariest part about it, the most horrific part about it, uh, it, it sometimes when you're considering that will lead you beyond the death, mm-hmm. right? The sheer numbers should be horrific enough. That should be number one, the loss of life, the loss of future, all this other stuff. But then you look at some of this other stuff and what the overall goal is mm-hmm. and what the, what, what, what these like um, sort of like underlying intentions are. Um, th- that's what makes your, your, your blood run cold and your, your, your skin crawl a little bit, you know, for me anyway, that's, you know, when you, when you, when you start to unearth these things with like the experimentation and, 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 and what the, the intentionality was behind doing this or that, or, or, and, and when you start to see them gain power and they've gotten to this place where they can literally do anything. When you're when you're given the world, and what do you choose to do with it? This is what you choose to do. Is um, is really really unnerving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so perhaps it's getting out a little bit of that, you know, with the the, the calculated aspect of what's what's happening there. Um, maybe, perhaps. Hmm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I do want to mention that there's these there's a series of there's a there's a video game developer. Um, I'll try not to go on too far of a tangent, um, called From Software, which make um, these very difficult and very unknowable games where you're the, the point is to fail. It's called de- like Demon Souls, Dark Souls. Bloodborne is a very Lovecraftian-inspired one. I heard um, Dark Souls is really difficult. Yeah, and they're, just, they're meant to kill you over and over again until you learn the patterns and go through. But all of them have a very nebulous and... Um, uh, the opaque story that you have to parse out from objects and items and um, ah. people um, uh, and, and the people that you talk to throughout. Like the, the, some of them are freaky creatures. Some of them are um, like in Bloodborne, which is very Lovecraftian inspired. That, that's, that's a very cosmic horror game. You have to find the, you find eyes, you find uh, totems, you find items, you find people without certain limbs that have sort of sacrificed it. And so, um, Mm. This game, this this not this game, um, this book, uh, this fucking story. This story <laughs> reminds me very much of a From Software video yeah, game. It sounds in that, like it. In that, um, and maybe he, maybe maybe John Horner has played them. I don't know. Um, yeah, he could have. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to add that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a fantastic note because it's so funny. I was just uh, in Pittsburgh last weekend. My buddy was talking about video games, and Can I don't I? play them, so I don't know. And he was he was saying how fucking difficult uh, was it Dark Souls? Dark Souls, yeah. He's he's like it's the hardest fucking game. He was saying that w- the other one, uh, Elden Ring, is like nothing compared to Dark Souls. That's true. Yeah, the most recent one. They Let me interject. No. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking cop out! What to make something purposely unbeatable? It's not unbeatable. No, it's not you just unbeatable. gotta, you just gotta get good. It's difficult. It's just difficult, and you feel more, it's you tough. feel more um, Can accomplished. Have, have people yeah. beat yeah. these things? You eventually yeah, beat it. Them. You have to, you have to, you have to recognize, like you said, the patterns, the patterns of it, yeah. to, to understand it. And then the story is another, um, another layer of that, where you, to really understand the story, you have to look at item descriptions <laughs> of the items in your inventory. Yeah, um, that's a whole other layer. Of Did you say of you? Opaque. I said yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were like you. Um. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that's I, I think that's such a such a great note because I do I do wonder like 
because uh, I, I think about this like yeah do, do so 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 we're in the skin suit right now right with whatever <laughs> the essence is and we have sometimes these deep connections to totem to objects right does yeah. the, does that mean that and, and we have deep connections to spaces to geographic spaces right yeah. and we know that when we look back through history and there are literal spaces and often it lines up with some cosmic thing Stonehenge, the, sure. you know, whatever. And and so I do wonder if there are, just like chakras in our body might exist, like these centers of whatever, if there are those uh, both geographically and perhaps, uh, you know, in these in these objects as well, where there are these certain things that, that we can have this transference or something like that. And uh, and and essence is is existing in the in these different in these different spaces. And um and once it's, uh, as I said, corrupted or, or, or some mass thing is happening, uh, that things things can turn and, and, and become something something else. Um, and and therein lies uh, the horror. You got me fired up. <laughs> yeah, you think well, you think I'm just fucking? No, no not you. Yeah, bro. No, this this <laughs> asshole over here. Uh, me? About the video games that we invited into our home. <laughs> 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 um, do you think that Horner Jacobs is a? Uh, you think that that's what's happening like a gamer? here? Is he a gamer? Or no? Do you a, think like a that's gamer? Is that what's happening <laughs> here? Is that we've got this thing, and then it's purposely um, opaque? Uh, that's a question. I mean, that's just something that I, like I we'd thought have to of read while. It I'm sorry. That's just something I thought of while while reading it. it just it, it reminds it's me of a. Connected in a big way, though. Reminds me of a from software game, yeah. and they intentionally make it hard. So I wonder if. Um, I wonder if John Horner Do you think that there's patterns that we didn't pick up on on like a first read or something? I'm like sure. I'm right? sure of it. I'm sure he has a he has a design that he um, yeah. wants people to reread it. I mean, I don't want to though because I know. <laughs> well, what, what, what would what would be the the harm in that? Time? Oh, it's 140 pages. Yeah, but how many know. pages you got left in your life? <laughs> Definitely more than 140. <laughs> yeah, you're going to waste them on this again. You already read it. It might. I like stuff like this. It's a very nickish thing. Mm, yeah. I do dig stuff like that. Right, maybe I need to retire from this cast, and you guys, <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks. Look at that, Nick Records, Nick, Nick <laughs> Record, Nick. <laughs> you guys didn't leave book in there. That's like you're both in the book. Like, Isn't that the biggest part? <laughs> we write them. <laughs> we just review our own shit. That's all oh. we do. <laughs> Nick came out of the book today. <laughs> Three. <It's great>. Congrats, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> There are three casts. Way to go, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, here's here's my 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 kind of big <laughs> takeaway on this thing. Um, so I loved all the shit you guys said mm. up to a certain point. <laughs> um, to read just just to reiterate, I I do love like a lot of the writing and the storytelling. This That's is good. exactly like the type of shit that I would want to read. Um, it reminded me of that Bolano we read, Savage Detectives. Savage Detectives, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it reminded me of South American poetry. Yeah. yeah, of like reading like Neruda, um, of reading. Uh, he gets name dropped a lot in this. It does an awful lot. Um, of reading, Christ, I can't think of the, the person. Bible. Name. Oh, you meant not yeah, your yeah. Bible. <laughs> no, um, it's not coming to me. Um, it's very serious. It seems very literary but in a very fluid way yeah it doesn't read like a horror right right you know right, it doesn't yeah, have yeah, that yeah. kind of genre yeah. uh you know um Tinge. yeah i was gonna say uh, well like next book yeah that that doesn't have a horror 
no tinge to it. Film Almost, is the word I was thinking. It feels like it should be wrapped in that horror cellophane. Yeah, but it's uh, but it's not. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree that. Uh, so so when a thing maybe just billing, you know, if the thing's billed as a horror, you come with some preconceived, and it's or... you know four fifths. Quite frankly, a beautiful literary tome, mm-hmm. and then he says, uh, "Nope, gotta." Got to win my Stokey. Got to get that Bram Stoker award. So let me uh, <laughs> go for Stokey. Go for Stokey. Let me just let me just make a cat that you know you got to feed for your protection and have that go fucking nowhere. That does get yeah. I agree. That does get nowhere. Like it's yeah. the little things like that I that see what you're really okay. made me feel like. And then it all hang out. Am now. I fucking dumb? <laughs> well, or, this is why. I- is there something that I'm not picking up to, on? To Nick's point, maybe we are in a uh, what was the video game company from From Software? Maybe we're in a From Software a little bit, and 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 upon another read, we go, oh, fuck, that's what was going on." I get there. it. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but I you're right. I felt there were certain that's things. I, I won't give anything else away. Yeah, I feel like there, there were certain things, things that. that were like cute for the sake of being like, "Hey, let's have this thing in here," and it yeah. felt like it didn't serve this beautiful. Uh, uh, manuscript that was that I had in my hands, you know. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. I want more yeah. of this thing, and yeah. And I now, or I want this thing to make. But now we're shoehorning. It felt like right the right, kind right. of horror. Yeah. Uh, it, it felt like there were certain aspects of it that were weird and obscured for the sake of just being like, let's make this fucked up on purpose just to just to fuck with people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. again, and I, know what you're saying. I could just be me being a lazy reader or a reader that's not used to reading this type of thing. Sure. I mean, so def- um, defend yourself, Nick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> he called John Horner. <laughs> um, he did win an award for this. He won two. <laughs> his arms are crossed in his author photo. Oh, he's standing in the I back. Didn't, I didn't see the author photo. It's in the back. Oh. That guy is like standing at the back of like a fucking black flag concert I read it on my, on my Kindle <laughs> well the, the the thing about sorry John I'm sure you're a great guy we I probably know. would hang out and have a great time I'm just teasing you go to a black flag concert well yeah. here he is <laughs> behind <laughs> behind curtain number one um well I mean one of the big things with Lovecraft is the mounting um the mounting horror um and so maybe that's just something that um he missed the mark on a little bit is the mount building it up because yeah. in, in Lovecraft they, you begin in a relatively safe space um, unlike I have no mouth but I'm a screen you're you're that's like that's why yeah, I said it was like that's why it. I said it was like a reverse cosmic horror in that you're already in it you're the so horror far, is yeah, there yeah. and it's about, and that's kind of about the you know, denouement of like getting I don't know yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to use denouement yeah uh, <laughs> the opening up of the flower use yeah. it so well yeah. say, say it again denouement that was good thank you <laughs> We have here the. Um, <laughs> this is our ASMR break. Yeah, I can't touch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so <laughs> he stroked the microphone with his fingertips <laughs> just for the listener to wonder what that was. <laughs> um, so maybe that's where he missed the mark a little bit. For he was just mounting that horror to build up to the point yeah. where it, everything's just like I've lost. Like I'm, I'm confronted with something, or um, something that I've hidden with in, in maybe in Isabel's case, something that's a part of me that I'm confronting yeah. again. Um, I mean, we can't we can't forget too. There's there's um, 
what three storylines happening simultaneously that's true yeah and in 140 pages yeah you know like there's there's a he he chooses to 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 take a number of different he chooses to take a number of different um devices to tell the Mm -hmm. story you know it's almost like when you read carrie you know there's there's a lot happening there and you read it now and you're like oh you could have i don't know that we needed the like fbi notes or whatever right you know know i mean like or or, or the newspaper articles or, Mm -hmm. or what have you um but I'm not sure it would be the same book without them. So it's like, I'm not going to make that call. So that's what I really admired about this is that we, it's a first person uh, point of view times two, I guess, because we have this whole yeah. epistolary section mm-hmm. where we're reading Avendano's, um, <clears throat> I, I guess they're letters or diary entries or whatever it is. Right. It, it, yeah. It feels like a, a, a running journal or something when he's yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. The translation. Uh, and, that, and that's done exceptionally well. Yeah. I was really pleased that, there wasn't like the standard like date, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. he didn't use the conceit of the, the actual journal template. Um, and I was able to flawless, you know, sort of seamlessly go from one narration yeah. to the next. That was great. Um, yeah. From a writing perspective, I thought it was, it was fantastic. I really liked oh, yeah. the story. I thought it was, I was, thought it was a bit enigmatic, but also, you know, it had all these things. Like I'm thinking about all this big stuff. And so I think to me, that's why I want to talk about like, what is cosmic horror? Cause to me, I think that's really what it is. It's like, do, am, am I thinking about these enormous things that, that, that will break your brain, mm-hmm. you know, or, mm-hmm. or, or maybe should, because we, uh, have you guys watched the new good omens season? Mm-mm. Not that I watched like the first two episodes. So the John Ham's in naked it. John Ham. Yeah. Nick John Ham is Gabriel. Yeah. And hanging dong, hanging dong. And, uh, covered it covered up though no, i'm not gonna watch <laughs> lost him lost so him. <laughs> ah, it was so close and uh in any case so so he's the angel gabriel right so he he should be a, he right he he can he holds the the almost all the cosmic knowledge in his in his head he's been around forever if, you know if you're in the into that judeo christian timeline and in any case so he comes back but he's but he's just a, a he's literally a dumb human mm-hmm. and crawley can look at him and 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 trigger him back into like his his gabriel self at times and he says something that he said in the bible right he says like a genesis thing and uh and crawley's he's like give me more like he wants more and and gabriel literally goes no and he he like turns away and he goes "My, my brain can't handle that anymore right and it just that i don't know just just struck me as like yeah yeah there's 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 such a vastness here um, that he's touching upon that, that perhaps um, that's why it gets maybe it needed more than 140 pages. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. That's kind of how I was feeling. So my, my, fi- <laughs> my final <Maybe>. thought <laughs> is that uh, this was a fantastic read. I'm really glad for having read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, um, and it's a shame that, you know, we're not giving stuff away. Um, that's not a shame. It, it could be a you more. You should read it. It could be a. If you listen, oh, yeah. To this, you yeah. Read it. Go ahead. This could be a more rich conversation if I could explain why I'm feeling the way I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I was just left with too many. Wait, what? But what about this? And who was that? And what happened to them? Why did that happen to them? Mm-hmm. There was too many of these little things that were just passed over. I was like, oh, that was, oh fuck. Mm. And then we never. I felt like we were never. Do you think that prepared maybe- for it? Like, what? Or it was t- 
touched on again. <laughs> well, was I was going to say was, do you think that maybe it was something that he he almost went way into and 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 he cut it to what we see from a writing perspective? You know. Yeah, I mean that's I'm sure, yeah. right? I'm sure that there's stuff that was cut out he of. He just this. went in on it, just and it became yeah. this enormous tangent that could have been its like, own. Nah. But the publisher said. Nah. Johnny Chuck Wendig was like, "No, we only got a <laughs> <laughs> pages ninety-five to one eighty-seven are gone." If Fuck. you if you want my introduction, <laughs> you want my forward. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he sounds like. Oh well, yeah, you've seen him talk, far. right? He was at uh the uh, Bucks County Book Fair a couple years back. No, yeah, that's what he sounds like. Okay. Nice, nice guy. Great. I picture him as like the record exec of Playtone Records in that thing you do. You want to get Fabian away from me? <laughs> like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like I got time on my hands, sir. I have another. I have other songs. I'd like to talk to you about my other catalog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Uh, my final thought would be, um, very pleased to to have read it. I am gonna read it again because I, I I think now honestly I think that that the video game callback or, or call in. Yeah, if I wanted to have a tie in, tie in. <laughs> but if I wanted to have a video game was, experience, uh, I'd fucking play a video game. Uh, oh, would you? <laughs> I feel no, like, probably not. I feel like <laughs> the narrative of video games has gotten to like novel, like literary status at this point. But in any case, and, and I don't even play video games. I've just I heard some things. Sure. Uh, but I think I think uh, yeah, I think I think giving it another another look, I might recognize some patterns and 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 see some shit. Yeah, um, if you love Lovecraft, um, I would go ahead and take, and you hate Lovecraft um, as a person, I would go ahead and take a look at this and read it. Um, it's very Lovecraftian. Um, and there's, yeah, I, I also like the From Software analogy that I came up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> Nick. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, no, but that's that's kind of what it feels like to me if you're familiar with that. Um, it's 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 kind of purposely... Nebulous, but there's there's a lot there to to love and dig into. And I will say the second novella, I think he has more time to breathe. It's longer. Um, he also he still uses the conceit of like a journal, um, but it's in a sort of different way. Um, and I would I would highly recommend that one too. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll come back and we can do that one. Yeah, in the yeah. I've finished that. Nice, awesome. Well, shall we move into the music? Oh, please. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, as was said, Poulon. Uh, was that good? Uh, it, was, it was 7 out of 10. Worse than before. Plank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy, he's a composer, and the, the piece you, you chose was, of course, his uh, sonnet for... Um, Kitar Jesus and Christ! <laughs> I'm gonna introduce this. Okay, Kitar. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> and the thing that people play that has the drum and all the things as they're standing outside. Of a hurdy gurdy. Hurdy gurdy. He called it uh, a sonnet. A <laughs> sonnet for his uh, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So this is uh, Francis Poulenc, a French composer, born 1899, died 1963. Uh, this is his sonata for violin and I piano. I know, I was fucking around. I said guitar. <laughs> yeah, but you also said sonnet. I When I said sonnet, I realized I fucked up, so I went guitar. Yeah, I don't think you did. To go full fuck up. And I added hurdy-gurdy. Remember that? <laughs> that, was that was I don't recall <laughs> any of this. 
Um, so I'm going to read from uh, some program notes because people that are way smarter than me have said the things that I would only fuck up. Francis Poulenc belonged to a group of French composers uh, who in 1920 were dubbed The Six. This Ooh. group helped to turn French music away from stultifying formality, elevated pretense, and empty pomp. Um, so there's more, um, but I will stop there. So he was of esteem in that era. That's mm-hmm. a dope group to be in if you're doing that. If yeah. you're like taking away the bullshit. Yeah. And, essentially. Yeah. And they were in he was into surrealism. He had a relationship with that type of art. Um so we could talk a lot about Polanc. As I was doing some research for this, this dude was fucking cool. I like this guy a lot. Yeah. Um so this particular sonata for violin and piano was written in honor uh only a couple years after um Lorca was assassinated, murdered, uh, drug out of his home, and executed. Jesus. Um, during the Spanish Civil War. Fantastic tie-in to the book. Yes, so we're getting to that. So Polanc wrote... Nick, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? Pump the brakes. Let him go. Yeah, I'm Let cooking, baby. Oh, yeah, go, go, go. Right. Smells, uh, good. Smells good. <laughs> I think that's the Santucci's upstairs still <laughs> wafting down. And that one chicken finger that Ooh. was left. Um, <laughs> yeah, I counted. I counted. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, so Poulenc uh, was a contemporary of Lorca. And if you're not familiar with Garcia Lorca, he was a Spanish poet that was um, of the literati. And he was executed because just like the um, regime in our novella, the actual Spanish regime in Spain, they killed their uh, smart people. Yeah. Um, so, Poulenc a wrote a few things in regards to Lorca, but this is dedicated to Lorca's death, the assassination of him. So, um, let me read a little bit about that. He, Poulenc, originally wrote this sonata in 1942 and 1943 for the magnificent young French violinist Jeanette Neveu, who lost her life in a plane crash at the age of 30 in 1949. Let me just pause for that for a second. When this premiered in 1943, Poulenc played the piano and Nauvoo played the violin. Oh, nice. Oh, so that was a nice yeah, little... Yeah. Um, uh, Poulenc decided to revise the sonata in that year, especially making many changes in the last movement. The sonata recalls the composer's memory of the great Spanish poet Federico Garcia Lorca, 1899-1936. They were like the same age. Who was shot by the fascist phalangists. Is that how you say that? Phalangists? Phalangists? Soon after the outbreak of civil war in his country. This romantic and melodic work is infused with tragedy that is expressed in the opening Allegro con Fuoco in a musical language related to that of the best-known French sonata, one by Caesar Franck. So a little bit of a a homage, Homage, referencing, right? Mm -hmm. Much like we have in the novellas. There's a little tip of the hat to, I guess, the the Spanish and um, uh, Latin yeah and southern american identifying um writers yeah Yeah. uh poulenc headed his second movement in intermezzo with a quotation from garcia Lorca. so in the second movement of this so this piece that you will not listen to but we will talk about um (laughs) is a sonata with three movements yeah and the way these are sandwiched is it's like a grief sandwich um and the bread is um 
uh, torment, frustration, um, super emotional, frantic. Anger. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the the uh, movement one, the Allegro con fuoco, is fucking intense. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, the second one, if I may interject, the middle reminded me. Yes. Yeah. Of when Isabel is in his yes apartment. Yes. That's all I kept thinking about. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fucking suited. Yeah. So the middle section, the second movement, is um, a bit more somber, melancholy. At times, there is a playfulness there. So yeah. maybe that's when, like, you're remembering, like, the good times that mm-hmm. you could have had or, mm-hmm. or that you did have or uh, right on. Um, the joyousness of that, of that person's existence. And then we come back to the third movement, which is, but fuck, they were gone and taken away in, in a most brutal way. Yeah. So that second movement, the real beautiful kind of heart rendering one, has this inscription on the actual score, um, which was a quotation from Garcia Lorca, one of his poems. And that quotation is, "The guitar makes dreams weep," Ooh. which is an allusion to the poet Lorca's own guitar arrangements of Spanish folk and popular songs. So what what drew me to this piece? is from this this novella is the this idea of a spanish um unrest and like deep passion yeah um i think in Lorca's language they would call it like duende or um i'll have to look this up but i think maybe um canto junto or something like there's some expression for that yeah yeah um and we get that tone in um the john horner jacobs first novella yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to finally kind of cap off this introduction, it's fucking intense. And there's a lot of it that doesn't make sense until you go back and you have to listen yeah. to the themes and then the repeat of the themes. And there's many themes, yeah. you know, it's calls and responses um, and, and to a larger conversation. I think that's why people are like, I don't understand classical music. It's just a thing they put on in the background. Yeah. It's like, no, you have to be an active listener, just like you have to be an active reader for yeah. something like this. Yeah, yeah, There yeah. are themes, Absolutely. and it's not just one. There's many. There might be a main one, but yeah. there's I think subtle the payoff ones. is great on both as well. You know, if you are the active reader, the active listener, you're not just yeah. letting it wash over you. Um, so so you're is that like a subversive dig at me saying I was letting the novella wash over me instead of... Yeah, like you could do it with the fucking music. Why not <laughs> apply it to the goddamn book? Because the music's better. Jesus Christ. Oh <laughs> um, let me read just a touch of that poem. A scotch of a poem. Okay. I haven't a heard taste. a poem <laughs> compartmentalized in that way. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read a tisp. Teaspoon? <laughs> you can put a teaspoon, teaspoon of poem in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, poem. Do you guys want it in English or the original Spanish? Ooh. Oh. Are you prepared to? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Es, eh. <laughs> and Estan. Piazza Elanto de la Guitura. Okay, um, this is called The Guitar. The weeping of the guitar begins. The goblets of dawn are smashed. The weeping of the guitar begins. Useless to silence it. Impossible to silence it. It weeps monotonously as water weeps and the wind weeps over snowfields impossible to silence it it weeps for distant things hot southern sands yearning for white camellias 
Weeps arrow without target evening, without morning, and the first dead bird on the branch. Oh, guitar, heart mortally wounded by five swords. Um, you know what came to mind? How much better that poem is than the novella? Jesus. Ooh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I kid. <laughs> While my guitar gently weeps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all I kept thinking about was like, do we think that George Did he steal Harrison this? was familiar with this poem? Lorca? They were learned folks. They were very learned folks. How yeah. many Beatles were there? Five swords. How many Beatles? Oh, four. <laughs> oh, four. I'm sorry. Well, there was Pete Best. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Ooh and uh, George Martin was the fifth Beatle. I don't oh, know. I don't know. Good. Listen, we can make lots of cases here. Um, but <laughs> so sorry. This this poem, the inclusion of this poem, like the tip of the hat, during that second, more melancholic movement. Yeah. Just ties the whole fucking sonata together for me. Yeah. Because it's dedicated to this fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 I don't know, and the performance that you sent um, was especially good. It was very good because yeah. those um, those chicks whale. Yeah, one. and uh, <laughs> number two, no, but the, they were. Uh, it was a live performance from 2016 from two Curtis uh, Institute um, students, I guess at the time. Just yeah. crushing it, and uh, I I really I loved. I, uh, to be honest, that the 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 second movement is is uh, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I was drawn in for the first because it fucking rocks real hard. Yeah, gets very emotional. Yeah, and then the second one has all these elements that work really really well, but you never feel like the grief or the underlying sadness is is gone. It's never which, gone. And there's some parts that are like playful as fuck. Yeah, like they're almost carnival-esque mm-hmm. you know what i mean and uh and and yet it's it's still whimsical there. almost yes whimsical is a much better word yeah absolutely <laughs> well dan that's, that was a lovely choice and i think it really it does connect well with the um with the with the first novella that we discussed already for reasons already discussed but i also love that it it touches on spain's um dark history mm-hmm. whereas in the novel novella spain's kind of like the safe space yeah it's the modern yeah. mo- whatever time period it in is. the 80s right it seemed yeah. like and it's like it's a a cell phone would have solved a lot of these problems. <laughs> yes, a lot. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Abandonia, when you come back, yeah, my man, <laughs> my man. Why do I keep having to get the mail? Yeah. Take <laughs> a, a simple, a simple. Uh, Forward of a no, uh, <laughs> no entrada. Whatever. I don't know Spanish. Well, what, was it? <laughs> don't, was it don't one of here. the one of the notes was just like latitude and longitude, yeah. like coordinates. A simple find your friend <laughs> yeah. would have been <laughs> geolocation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find, find my phone. Yeah, no, yeah. I think this was a, a terrific pairing, and uh, you know he has he's 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 writing in a voice that is that is not his, you know. Right. Yeah. And that's sort of like a very interesting thing. Like we have a Poulenc. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, our 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 buddy uh, John Horner. Well, let me make this other tie. And that's I picked this for a reason. Not, uh, well, when I first discovered that he was French, I was I was ready to be like, oh, like. He's writing in a Spanish style, just like him. And yeah. I yeah. was being like appropriation, but he's very. Uh, I don't know, but as as an homage, are we allowed to do that as artists? Hang on to that for a second, because <laughs> Poulenc, <Hanging on. laughs> um, he Here's never, he did not like writing for singular strings. He felt like a, a quartet, many of them, fine, I'll yeah. do that. But for like a singular violin, yeah, one, he, one violin, and he was not actually happy with a lot of what he wrote. 
And I think there was a, a, in one of the articles that I read, there was a quote from him that I am completely paraphrasing, um, that it was only in a few, he never felt like he captured what he was trying to in that particular second movement um, mm. with the violin. But the violinist, Nevette, she's the one that kind of really goaded him on. And Poulenc actually gives her credit. He says, actually, the best stuff huh. came from her encouraging me or, or was, it was her idea when we were, um, mm. you know, collaborating. Yeah. Wild. That's yeah, nice. that's interesting. But yet he wrote it. And this was like a thing that he wanted to do because it was his his homage to his not his friend from what I can gather, but someone that he deeply, deeply admired. Yeah. yeah. And maybe they were friends. They were both homosexuals, and maybe that's just we don't have that information because they would have. Would they have run in the same circles? They were both in that kind of surrealism era. Oh, that was what the last days of New Paris. That was what the title was. Yes, I remembered it. Yeah, there but you go. They were surealists. They weren't abstract expressionists. Yeah. Oh, okay. Surrealists. Yeah, they're all, they're surrealists. So, so that, let's go back into it. If uh, they had, let's a, talk about that. Again. <laughs> if they had a relationship, maybe China? It, it was. China, uh, not known because sure yeah yeah it wouldn't have been that's how you get non. fucking drug out into a field and killed i think th that had to have had a huge yeah. impact on it I, I i don't see why that would have wouldn't have been a contributing factor oh, yeah fucking a-holes yeah i i think uh that's wild though that he was dissatisfied with that because the that it's fucking great so good yeah 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 it's wonderful yeah, it is interesting the the idea of like um, what voice we choose to write in, or mm -hmm. or, or uh, for whom we choose to write in it. If it's for some one or for some entity or cause, does that excuse us from possible appropriation or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure that it, I'm not sure that it does. I think it's real all about intent, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Uh, who was that? Who was there? Was some author a couple of years ago? She wrote. Um, maybe it was two years ago. She wrote a book, and I think she was claiming that she was Spanish, or maybe. Mm. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, I forget the the yeah. specifics of it, but I'm it sure was. Was the color of her dress in question? But I think it was clearly, <laughs> it was like clearly like a white lady. Okay. Writing this like. Mexicans migrants that's what it was that's right, it was yeah. like a story of like migrants like from their point of view uh, but she maybe she had, I think she had like she worked with migrants or she I, don't know. I, I think don't know. I think one of her best Ooh. friends was yeah. a migrant was it before like ER Frank some of my best friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey well you know uh, like uh, Life is Funny where she was like a uh, she. I think she was a social worker in New York City and it was she was with engaging with all these these children helping them out and stuff and then she writes this novel with like eight or 12 different children as the, the voices of it. And, and each chapter is a different kid. I remember that came under fire a little bit. Cause it was like, did you just take the stories of the, of the children? And it's yeah. such a fantastic book. It's so good, yeah. Yeah. but it is now thinking back on it. Like, Oh, like that, um, that might've been a little untoward. You guys want to talk about beer? Yes. Yeah, let's absolutely. Do let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, moving on to uh the new ridge bruco fest beer this is uh something that comes out for the october fest and uh new ridge is a maniunk staple we could i bet if i was on your roof i could hit it with um a spherical object 
It's pretty far, dude. I have a pretty good arm. It's three city blocks. Where is it? Oh, it's, a, right it's on Ridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's up on Ridge. Yeah, I, I, I got a lot of confidence that I could probably do that. I don't know. With a golf club? Golf club for sure. No, I uh, couldn't throw it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Maybe from my old place. Maybe from your roof, Nick. My house? Yeah. All right, I'll give three. you that. <laughs> I think I could get it. Um, this is uh, delicious. Uh, some other brew companies try and do a fest beer. Don't call it an Oktoberfest, similar mm-hmm. to uh, New Ridge, like um, uh, Victory mm-hmm. does a good fest beer. Um, this one, I think is a lot more malty than mm. other ones I've had, uh, which I really enjoy uh, because I, I don't like getting, I don't like getting all hopped up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's when I, that's not what an Oktoberfest beer is about. No, it's not about getting hopped it's up. It's about that malt. It's about that, it's about that sweet, that autumnal flavor. Uh, I'm a big fan of New Ridge Brewing. I love everything they do um, except their IPAs, but that's, even their IPAs are, I'm sure, great. I just don't like that style, as as listeners know. They're they're pretty good. I think they are better at the pilsners and these more malt forward yeah. type, type things. Um, I'd agree with that based on your word. <laughs> uh, so this is a six point four percent ABV. Uh, simply just called their fest beer. We have really have no other literature on this can, right? We just got the uh, blue and white checkered. Yeah, there is the old school. Um Alpine, cap. Alpine cap. Yeah, I don't know if that's, I mean, a reference to anything but Germany, right? Probably, it's it. Yeah, they have a pretty awesome, uh, fest menu, an Oktoberfest menu right now. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty great schnitzel. So we talking about schnitzel and pretzel. And, uh, they do have pretzels, Bavarian yeah, yeah. pretzels. Yeah. Um, do they have any stroganoff? Uh, I think that's, I think that's how they get that extra two percent in the beer. <laughs> 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 Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I don't usually like beer. Um, I'm a ciderman. Um, yeah, big ciderman. That's all my followers know. Obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> as the only TikTok. Um, oh, I forgot we have a TikTok celebrity here. Do you know that? We do. Yeah, him. You're a TikTok I, celebrity. I have. Well, I'm about to crack sixteen thousand followers. Uh, oh. with my skeleton content. Um, <laughs> in a bit of a downturn right now. Um, but you're views, ra- you're getting ready for skeleton I season. Mean, skeleton uh, season. Well, for some reason, the views aren't there. So, <laughs> guys, we really need to pump these. <laughs> Call to action. Thanks for giving me the platform. Um, yeah, but I like this. It's it's uh it's not too uh, not too malty, not too uh, yeah, bitter no. or anything. It feels yeah. And I like sours, so maybe it has. Does it have any connection with sour? I don't know. It does not, but it's. No. Uh, All right, Nick. Nick, you're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> he is sweating bullets. <laughs> I don't. I didn't even drink it. Uh, <laughs> is it? Can, can we get? Can I go? <laughs> can we talk about skeletons? <laughs> um, this is. Uh, yeah, this is. This is very good, and it's funny too. Um, there is. I don't know if there's a connection. Connection, but. I will say those like dry ciders, like um, yeah. the ones that are like craft ciders or whatever. They're not sweet, like the what are they? The woodshots and whatnot. Sure. Uh, they ha- they they give some some fest vibes. Yeah. So let's it's talk easy. about an Oktoberfest beer because we probably haven't talked about it since last year. Yeah, at least. So what makes a fest beer? Like what does make what a fest beer? is this? What let's is give this our thing? listeners some information besides Origin story. Yeah. Um, Oktoberfest or Fest beer is a German style of low fermentation beer that is very similar to lagers in its blonde color, but also in the fact that it is fermented at a cooler temperature than ales. 
We could also define it as a German blonde lager, relatively soft and limpid in the mouth. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, SavarBeer.com. <laughs> I was not expecting that last <laughs> sentence. Why didn't limpid. Proof that. that went through channels. Oh. It had to have. I, if you would have proved this, you would have sent that right up. You yeah, would have like, yep, right to press. You crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, <Serve> Madame, <laughs> whoever wrote this for S-A-V-E-U-R-B-I-E-R-E.com, nicely done. No, that's Brian. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> okay. Tasty beer. Yeah. Hey, well, um, gentlemen, cheers. It's been um, a good cheers. beer having with you. Yeah. So I think I have a rating system. Excellent. Okay. I give uh, the first novella, um, what is it called? The Sky. Sky Dream. The, <laughs> the Sea Dreams, it is a sky. Okay, so we never really talked about the title tying in to <laughs> the work. That's true, we didn't. And, uh, well, isn't that the name of his manuscript? Or is I that can't the translation? 100%. I think that's the name of the Latin, the manuscript in Latin that he's translating. Uh, I think you're right. Oh, right? Yeah. There it is. I think that's what there it is. is. We hit it. We yeah. find who all bases covered. Yeah, close call. <laughs> Does that mean the novella is that manuscript that he's translating? What the fuck? Oh. Wait, who translated this then? <laughs> we don't have eyes. <laughs> ah. they have, they, well, we're all one rotting eye. Oh God, in a fictional land. All right, so I give um, uh, that thing that we read. You just said um, I give it five. Out of <laughs> seven wieners with no pee-pee holes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what about, like, minus a ball? Because I have one ball and one eye. They'll <laughs> yeah, uh, take their entire <laughs> pee-pee hole. Because it's the cosmic horror. <laughs> it's about equivalent exchange. You sacrifice something. <laughs> I didn't think about equivalent exchange. <laughs> it was... <laughs> They give up an eyes and forget the horrors, but the horrors stay with them. It was right in front of you. <laughs> I think you were just looking at the 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 the, the penis hole as like you're an eye. Yeah, <laughs> you're one eye. You're staring right yeah, down. It's gone. It has one eye, but, but it's there's, gone. There's two balls. Yeah, but the <laughs> eye's gone. Just the eye's smooth, gone. The eye's gone. But it was only no. one eye. <laughs> so we've uh, this is escalated into some true horror. Yeah. Yeah. So that's five out of seven of those. Oh man, just you're a Ken doll. He yeah. Even, no, he doesn't. Even no, but you got a, seven. Yeah, I know, but it's well, like you flat. But there's seven of them. Yeah. Um, I give. That's true. There's seven lot. of them. I a give lot. the uh, sonata for violin and piano, um, by Francis Planck. Um, I think that's uh FP one one nine. If you want to look that up, FP one one nine. I thought you said one nine nine last night. One one nine. One one nine. Let's get that right. Everybody. I give that seven out of seven, um, eyeless wieners. <laughs> and the spear. Seven out of seven. I love everything they do. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I'll give the book, which is titled <laughs> The Sea Dreams, It Is the Sky. I will give that a uh, um, six and a half eyeless wieners out of seven. Uh, I thought it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it, and I do want to read again. Had me think about things I like to think about, but also that are terrifying. So I think it achieved most of its, if not all, its aims. Um, I will give the sonata sonata by Poulon. Uh, that was actually perfect that time. Thank you. I will give that 
I'm gonna give that a seven. I'm gonna give that a seven out of seven too. That was really, really fantastic, and it does a lot. Um, in a, in a sh- relatively short space, what's it like? Twenty minutes? Eighteen? Uh, just under nineteen. Yeah, yeah, eighteen. And yeah, that traditional sonata um, form that he's—it's not sonata form. So if there's like music scholars, I understand it's not sonata form. Yeah, it's a so sonnet. That's a whole fucking thing. Excuse um, me. <laughs> but this kind of three movement we sonata have a comp minor over here. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> this <laughs> this kind of three movement form, they're usually about six minutes each. Ah, I see. Yeah. yeah. So you're coming in at eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen and change. The change mm-hmm. is probably the the pauses in between. Um and then the New Ridge uh fest I'm gonna give a, a six eyeless wieners out of seven. <laughs> yeah, I'll give I'll give the novella a six out of a seven. I think it was uh, you know. Loved it. Very, uh, very good twist of the of the Lovecraft formula for me. Um, um, but a little, a little opaque and a little, mm-hmm. um, a bit of a from software game, which is good, um, in a way. Um, the seven out of seven eyeless wieners for the sun. I feel like if you just listen to it as a layperson or whatever, it's just it's just so remarkable. And you know, some people who are not classical, you know, music scholars and can't and aren't going to peep peep. Uh, they're not listening to this. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're gonna peel it apart and stuff. But like, just listening to it, it's just amazing. And I'm gonna say five out of seven for the uh, for the beer, just because I'm a ciderman. Yeah. You are a ciderman. Yeah, From that's ciderman, high. That's yeah. a high ranking for you then. Okay, it's really good though. It's uh, I enjoy it. I can I can I can swallow it. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's limpid in your mouth. You have it no is, choice. It's limpid in my mouth. It's very. Much easier yeah. as well when it's limping. Do you have anything you um, want to plug that no one will listen to? What do you? Yeah. What do you got? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna make some. People shut off the cast by now, so you can say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, but I'm gonna oh, make okay. some. I'm gonna make some funny uh, uh, Instagram posts, playing on Nick's celebrity. Nice. Okay. <laughs> five five hundred followers on Instagram, <laughs> but this guy's got <laughs> more elsewhere. <laughs> um, no, I got nothing to plug. Uh, my book Cold the Sack is out. It's gonna be the year anniversary. Um, yeah next month yeah because because what was it uh it was a halloween it was october like 20 something that we did it at the launch um i'm writing a play by the way uh nice about people trapped in a book launch and you're starring in it with me nice appreciate it like we uh it's 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 our book it's my book launch and it's about sort of like shitty book launches and how they are um (laughs) and the patterns that you go through so look forward to that the debut i'd love to audition (laughs) we'll see (laughs) we'll call you back (laughs) i wrote this for you we'll call you back (laughs) you know you're top five all right (laughs) guys it's almost bedtime yeah cheers cheers yeah um check out uh well you're listening to this so you found it somewhere and check out um, uh, uh, Instagram book book record beer. Yeah, we're back on that, huh? We're, we're back on it. I got us uh, de band, and so uh, I'm gonna put up a bunch. You of didn't get us de band. You just made a new account. <laughs> we made a new account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which de banded us. Take that, Zuckerberg. Right. Yeah. Take that, Zucky. Yeah, you can't meta that. To be fair, we were never banned, and we're banned again. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were four for a piece of time. Um, yeah, and thank you very much for uh, listening. Be well. Bye-bye. Don't be cosmically horrified. Or do.